long are you gonna continue to rest your tendonitis without getting results before you start wondering if you actually have tendonitis? Huh? How long? If you go to your doctor and you ask your doctor, hey, what's wrong with me? And they say, you have tendonitis. So you respond, okay, so what do I do for it? Their answer should be, you're going to rest it. It sucks, but that's what you got to do because you have an inflammatory condition. I-T-I-S at the end of a word sounds like itis. Itis means inflamed. Simple. How do you improve inflammation? You rest. You let your body do its thing. You do not want inflammation to go away until it's time for inflammation to go away. Now, inflammation, right, should be going away with rest. So if you've been resting something, and I mean really resting it. I don't mean BSing rest. I don't mean doing less, but still doing it. I don't mean using less weight, but still doing it. I mean actually resting your condition. If you've been resting your condition totally for two months and you're still symptomatic and it's not improving, you're probably not doing the best thing for yourself. And it might be because you don't have tendonitis at all. What could it be then? You ever heard of tendinosis? Sounds the same. Itis, osis, what's the difference? There's actually codes now for insurance companies that are tendinopathy codes, which just basically means their tendon's screwed up. Doesn't mean anything specific, it's just a screwed up tendon. Because doctors are so infrequently sure which one people are dealing with. If rest isn't working for you, if you go into the gym and as you start your workout, things actually start to feel better as opposed to feeling worse. If you wake up in the morning and you're in agony, but as the day goes on, the pain reduces and you start to feel better. If the more you use it, the less it hurts. The likelihood is, and I'm not telling you absolutely, but the likelihood is that you're probably dealing with tendinosis and not tendinitis. Why is that important? It's important because you're not going to get better with rest if you have tendinosis. Tendinosis is a degenerative condition. And when I say degenerative, it can be scary for people, but I'm not meaning it in a breaking down and disappearing forever kind of way. Tendinosis just basically means a haphazard regrowth of your tendon. So think about, and I'm oversimplifying. So for the nerds out there, I know, I know, but bear with me. What I want you guys to do is picture yourself looking at a box of spaghetti, right? You, you grab the box of spaghetti, you're looking through the window, and all of the spaghetti is laying next to each other in the same exact pattern. They're all the same size, same length, going in the same direction, perfectly straight. Everything is beautiful. Take that box of spaghetti and slam it on the ground four times. Slam, 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 slam. Now look through the window, assuming you didn't pop the box open. Do you think all of the spaghetti is still going to be whole and lining up perfectly in the same direction, same length? No. That's what tendinosis would look like. A normal tendon, healthy tendon, would look like the first box of spaghetti, the one you hadn't slammed on the ground yet, where all the fibers are going in the same exact direction. Once you've started to degenerate your tendon, 
Through overuse, not enough eccentric contractions. Talking to you, CrossFitters. Right? If you're just working through the concentric phase of contraction, which for those of you who are unfamiliar with it means lifting a weight up but not controlling the speed at which it goes down, contracting a muscle fast but not controlling the rate at which you lengthen the muscle to relax that contraction, release that contraction, you are going to put yourself at risk for tendinosis, the breakdown of a tendon. If you're suffering from tendinosis, rest is obviously not going to be the answer. It's not going to work. You're not going to get better. Inflammation you will get better from with rest. The inflammation will go away. Then your job is not to resume what you were doing in the past, but to figure out why you became inflamed in the first place. What load exceeded what capacity? We'll get into that at another time. Um, but if you're dealing with tendinosis and degeneration... You need to do some specific stuff. You need some time under tension. You need some eccentric contraction, right? So actually bypassing the concentric, which is the part you're used to doing, and working on the eccentric, the negative, the negative. There's always positive in the negative. So... Let's take, for example, heavy, slow resistance squatting. Let's say, for example, you have patellar tendinosis, or you're recovering from tendinitis, but you're still damaged, right? As long as it's not getting worse when you're exercising, you can give this a try. By no means is this medical advice and your solution to your problem. This is a maybe. Good. We have that out there. This is more likely going to help those of you who feel better as workouts go on and much less likely to help people who feel worse as workout goes on. If you're someone whose workout makes you feel worse, do not do this. So heavy, slow resistance squats. What I want you to do is set up a box that forces you to squat just above parallel. And I want you to squat at an eight out of 10 rate of perceived exertion. So on the way up and on the way down, it's about an eight out of 10 in the last third of this set, let's say. So what, what I'm gonna get to is your last five reps, right? What I want you to do is choose a weight that is eight out of 10 for difficulty to complete a set. On the way down, I want you to go for a four count. Mississippi one, Mississippi two, Mississippi three, Mississippi four. Change direction, zero sitting. Tap the box, stand up. Mississippi one, Mississippi two, Mississippi three. That's a three second count on the way up. So four seconds down, three seconds up, you can rest for a second at the top, then you're going right back into it. So that should look like anywhere from eight to 10 seconds per rep, if depending on how long you rest at the top for. 
which means if you're doing 15 reps, which I'm going to ask you to do, a set, a single set should take two and a half minutes. That's a lot of time under tension. Be prepared for that to wear you out. You're not going through full range of motion, but you're spending a lot of time under tension at relatively light loads. You can go online, you can look up heavy, slow resistance protocols and find the rest of it so that you know how many reps to do each week going forward. First week is 15 by three. 15 reps, three sets. There's a catch. If you experience pain doing this, and this is a little bit of a flimsy catch, so you need to be careful. Pain at a five out of 10 or greater means you stop. It means you're doing the wrong thing. Pain at a four out of 10 or less is allowed. So it's an eight out of 10 for weight and effort, but a maximum four out of 10 for pain. If it hurts more with heavier weight, you can make the effort a little bit less to reduce that pain. That's okay. That's acceptable. That's what we want you to do. But this is how you're going to start to get rid of tendinosis. Let's pretend, for example, that you're having this issue in your elbow. You have golfer's elbow, which is the inside part of your elbow, the part where the funny bone lives. That's been hurting you. And rest isn't making it go away. You can try doing stuff like that for this joint too. It's going to be a little bit more difficult because we can do bicep curls with a wrist curl at the end. So really, the best thing that we give people for this is eccentric wrist flexion. Start with your arm hanging off of a table. Right, Your forearm is supported. Your elbow is supported. Grab a light weight, 10 to 15 pounds at most. Put it in your hand and use your off hand to curl your wrist up. So you're not doing a wrist curl under load. You're using your other hand to do that. And then for three to four seconds, lower it down, extending your wrist off the edge of the table. Let your fingers open up at the same time. Then use your off hand to pull it back in. 15 reps. Three sets. No more than three times a week for either of these protocols. No less than once. It takes time. Your tendons are not going to respond, guys. They're not, let me repeat this. Your tendons are not going to respond favorably to smashing or rolling or distraction or banding. In the short term, for the moment, maybe. In the long term, for your recovery and your performance, absolutely not. Definitely not. Not going to get you where you want to go. Tendons do not stretch. They do not change length when you smash them. Tendons respond to tension over time. The only way to do that is to load them. That's what you need to be doing. So, 
take home message here. If you think you have tendonitis and you've had it for months and you've rested like your doctor asked you or your coach asked you, and it's not getting better, but you do feel better as workouts go on, it's more likely that you're dealing with tendinosis than tendinitis. It's not a given, but it's more likely. Start thinking about spending time under tension. Start thinking about the eccentric load and stop thinking so much about the concentric load. And definitely stop resting because it's not working. Find a new intervention. The intervention needs to fit the problem. If it's not an inflammatory problem, it's probably not going to respond well to rest. Thank you for listening to the Active Life podcast today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, please make sure you head to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating so that we can grow and reach and help more people. If you're looking for more from me and my team, head to performancecarerx.com. All the help you're looking for is right there. Until next time, guys, I'm Dr. Sean Pastuch, and the process is the goal.